0: Hey, welcome to the 10 Laws podcast with East Forest. I am forested and sometimes in the East. This week, I wanted to do something a little different. It's a little bit in line when I told you the story behind the 10 Laws song. I wanted this time to tell you the story behind the Grandmother Sphere song because it's one that I also get a lot of questions about. And I often get just the question is, hey, what what is that? sample or recording and w- what is this or or it's, this is this has touched me but what does it mean so i thought it would be easier if i just told you the whole story and then i can just point to that <laughs> so what is this what is grandmother's fear well it's a song on the love bomb album and it came about it was uh i'll tell you this when i was recording that album i remember Actually, now that I think about this, this is kind of interesting. I felt like the album, as a listening experience, needed two more things. It needed something with a little beat, and it needed something with a little uh, heart and depth. And so it's sort of an afterthought, and they both came very quickly, was Grandmother Sphere and Beautific. Both of those two songs have now, by far, been the most popular tracks from that record. And some of the more popular tracks, East Forest tracks, period... actually now that i'm saying this i'm feeling like there's probably a a lesson there in i don't know not thinking about it or uh, i have heard that story before from artists where it's like at the end of a recording process you know the, the single in a sense comes out really quickly and easily like right at the end what are you gonna do uh maybe that's just the process but grandmother's fear um i had that sort of melodic song that was something uh I had been riffing on for a long time. It's sort of a uh fifth, it's like a, a C in the key of C, I think, just playing fifths. And this I mean, that record in the song itself is, is from quite a while ago. I don't remember the exact year. I'm gonna say twenty twelve, something like that. But I, I had a sample, a field recording, so to speak, of me talking to myself, giving myself notes from two thousand eight. And that's what you hear in the song. And It was from my first experience with ayahuasca, which um, I did with a Peruvian shaman who was very traditional. And I heard like, oh, his ayahuasca, it's like the champagne of ayahuasca. I mean, it's very good, very strong, very uh, authentic, so to speak, experience in the Peruvian sense. And I had a friend who had worked with these guys and at this back in 2008 ayahuasca is just starting to percolate and get more popular so to speak and he said something like so when are you gonna do this when are you gonna when are you gonna work with ayahuasca and i had only really read about it in rolling stone magazine it was a profile i think on daniel pinchbeck and it did not paint a pretty picture it was not a stunning endorsement it talked about him wearing an eye shade a diaper and having a bucket to vomit into and being in some apartment. And that's how you did this ayahuasca thing. So I was terrified and I didn't see, it was, it was a tough sell, but my friend was somewhat relentless on asking me when I was going to do it. And I did hear a certain calling or resonance inside me that thought, yeah, there's something there. And of course, as the universe would have it at this point in my life in 2008 this is when everything was changing and a big change in my life i was in new york city my old music project was falling apart the recession of 2008 happened i was a photographer it was sort of my money job that was having trouble because of the recession and i was just looking for something new and i was going through a lot of pretty profound changes on a spiritual level and this is, this is also exactly when I East Forest Music, so to speak. Do I keep saying so to speak? I apologize. That's when it started, okay? And I've told that story before, how uh, I was looking to make music that I could use as a meditative tool in psychedelic spaces for myself. And I was doing that essentially on the side, just in my free time for fun, and I was really enjoying it. Because that other band I was in involved a lot of vocals and was very commercial. And I kind of wanted to do the opposite of that. So mostly instrumental with essentially <laughs> what I thought zero commercial value or potential or ambitions. So that's going on. And and getting back to the song, Grammar the Sphere and Ayahuasca, eventually I decided if I could find someone to go with, I would go up to this ceremony. And so I asked my friend... And I said, he's the kind of guy who's, he's always there for me in these sorts of adventures. And I said, would you like to go? And without skipping a beat, he he says, sure. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I have to go. For him, you know, for me, it's this big wrestling and and process of thinking. For him, he's like, yeah, let's do it. So we signed up. You put down your money. So now in some senses, you're um, committed. And I knew the thing was coming up. And I, boy, I did I prepare, you know, I, I, I did the dieta to a T, the diet you do beforehand to prepare your body, and I started meditating as a way of honing my mind, which was pretty new to me at the time, and just, and just really kind of going through the, the calisthenics to feel like I was doing whatever I could to make this experience as positive as possible, because I knew I'd probably be going through it. So the time came and we went up there and uh, it was a group of about, I don't know, 20 or so people in a big circle uh, up in the in a rural location and I was extremely nervous and I drank one, whatever it is, sludgy cup of this goo and um, I remember it was just going around a circle, right? I was one of the last ones in the circle and I think someone who drank midway in the circle okay by the time it got to me which wasn't that much longer like maybe 10 minutes maybe less uh, that individual was already getting the effects of the medicine and saying to the room sort of like lamenting like help me help me i'm 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 it was bad (laughs) this is before i drank and the shaman was just like hey calm down you know sort of like a little bit dismissive of her uh of her cries for help and i this this was not making me feel uh, any less anxious just so you know she was fine in the end she just blown. but at the moment that that's what i was going into it with so i'm in the experience and it starts to come on and it's super strong like putting my finger in a psychedelic electric socket and it's just like this in, incredible um, light show that is, won't stop moving and is unfolding and blossoming, exploding, boom, just like, wow. And I just went straight into meditation. And I noticed that in the meditation style I was doing, it was essentially just focusing on my breath in, out, just focusing on it, breathing out and breathing in. When I would do that, everything not only exploded more but was very i dare i say pleasurable i mean in a sense like i was felt like very aligned with a cosmic center with a feeling of what enlightenment is or would be or it was sort of a felt experience of enlightenment when i would meditate when my mind would come back in which of course would happen on and off throughout the whole time it would then pull me off uh, unwittingly into a whole nother reverie or story or journey or this, which is often there was tension to that. There was uncomfortable. Perhaps I would purge and so forth, uh, and then I would remember in a way, oh, back to the breath, just like you do in meditation. So it's like a super amplified meditation. And as soon as I would come back to the breath, infinity. So after the whole experience, uh, and. Uh, right after i mean i'm still the medicine is still in me i went outside with my little tape recorder field recorder uh, behind the uh space the churchy space and i wanted to record some notes to myself just to remember or just to, i just felt really called to tell myself some things and that's what you hear on that recording and as a matter of fact uh if I can find the original recording, perhaps I'll, I'll put it in here, because I said more. December 6, 2008. Finished the ayahuasca ceremony about an hour ago. It's a, it's a very cold night, but clear, cold, cold, crisp air. And I want to dictate some of the experience. Closing my eyes, I could see a kaleidoscope ever-changing light show, similar to nighttime at Burning Man, only as a representation on Earth multi-faceted, multi-color lasers, colors against the against the pattern of darkness geometric patterns and lines and swirls and curls and a rapid fire, very intense began focusing on my breath and we were told to breathe in through our nose out through our mouth which I found to be profoundly helpful very quickly the intensity grew I felt very sweaty, very hot, very uncomfortable. Started lifting up my shirt, taking off my socks, just very hot, Uh, sweating bullets. Uh, Realize these are often what happens when you're nauseous. Tried not to judge the situation. I felt an intense buzzing building. Uh, Energy, not as much auditory as an energy buzzing building. And I knew what was coming, but I was just, didn't know what was coming. And I heard a a voice. The voice was like, you know, obviously not, we weren't speaking, but it was just in my thoughts, but it was an entity, a voice. And the voice said, very feminine energy throughout. The voice said, okay, okay. It was a cheerful voice. Are are you ready? So we're we're just going to do this and you know after that it, it's going to be it's going to be so great okay no worries and i was like the voice no, 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 don't don't think about it too much we're just, just going to do we're going to get it over with we're just going to get this over with and and then i i purged and i lay down on my side in the fetal position on my side with my bucket in my arms and very quickly i started to feel much better and the energy turned into a slipping into, into bliss. This is where it gets difficult to find the right words without framing my thoughts in an incorrect way. Let me preface this by saying the two biggest things that helped me were my meditation practice, learning how to breathe, but learning how to forgive myself from my mind, my thoughts slipping back into breath, that transition back and forth back and forth. That practice was invaluable. Every time my mind would come, it was so clever. it was like a a, a clever dancer with 31 years of experience, so masterful my mind to trick me into giving it power into coming to its fears hearing someone get sick and f- panicking or feeling anxiety and my it's a thought, my mind feeling this, thinking it and returning to the breath for, with thoughtless breath instant bliss returns, instant infinity and he would sing these songs and I could feel this energy, I could feel the spirit coming near me like at a party, like when someone comes up to you and dances. And if I could let go of everything, if I could let go of myself and my worries, or I could let go of right or wrong, then I could flirt back, you know, with just the right amount of ego. And from moment to moment, From moment to moment, it would get deeper and deeper depending on how successful I was at releasing my thoughts about the connection and about letting go. And it was amazing. More than anything, I was discovering the act of surrendering and letting go and forgiveness. Forgiveness mostly of myself. At one moment I felt I could could sense the lifetime of judgment against myself and not having achieved this or not being what I deep down thought I should be or would be. And letting that go was so simple and so easy and gave me such beautiful peace instantly that was a profound lesson also I remember the voice came back at one point when I was in a very particularly blissful beautiful deep state of breathing the breath the voice said do you want to know what enlightenment is and I said yes and then I breathed and there was no thought involved in the breath it was just a breath I said that's it there it is, it's as simple as that it's with you every moment it's a back and forth, a back and forth it's all inside us that enlightenment is as simple as letting go of your mind letting go of your attachment to yourself to outcomes letting go of the way things are And I also discovered that it wasn't a rejection of my ego, but it was a union. It was saying, it was like bringing it on board. I had the thought that on September 16th, when I had my Satori moment with the mushrooms, that it wasn't, uh, I didn't transcend my ego. We became partners, became, became teammates. and it was like the more i would unionize this du- this apparent apparent duality in our existence the more again pure my existence became pure and blissful the moment was in utter beauty awesome in the in the definition of awesome but that was it and i i just sort of remembered i wanted to tell myself just as you hear in the song like What is enlightenment? And what did I discover that enlightenment is? Not an idea. And the response is in the song. Do you want to know what enlightenment is? And then what is it? Me breathing. And that was sort of like the big takeaway because I realized that that's always with me and it's never further away than my next breath. And it's not something I have to learn or be given. It's something that I already have, that we all have. And it's not this grand golden throne you climb to and they put the thing on your head. It's like, no, man, it's peeling back an onion and you are it. Uh, Enlightenment is the base core that always is, that is you. And all you have to do is kind of drop into that pool and it's available to you at all times. And perhaps you've sloughed off and not not kind of seeing the beauty of what's right in front of you at all times, or I should say right within you at all times. And we, and we, in a sense, have moments of enlightenment continuously, but we think it's something else. And the richness and the sweetness and the purity of it is actually bigger. I don't even know if I want to say bigger, but more powerful and richer and ineffable than anything, any way we could ever learn or achieve or climb to or attain. So the song is essentially about ayahuasca and essentially field recording notes I was taking to myself after that experience. And it's something that it's, that was over 10 years ago, it was 11 years ago now, coming up on 12 that I, I have, it's so salient today as it was in that moment. I remember not just the visual landscape, but I very much remember the feeling of being in that space and learning that lesson, and also how painful it was to fall out of that enlightened meditative purity, puritive mindset. Um, it was unpleasant, you know, to fall out of that. Not just like, oh, I'm longing for that thing. It was more like chaotic. And realizing that all desire that I had, even if it was like, I want to drink a water or should I go to the bathroom or any of that stuff in my mind is just that it's mind. And in that amplified state, it was very unpleasant to be in that roller coaster state of mind. And I was seeing how wickedly acute and the trickster of my mind and how I, I could be lost in this thought thing and not even realize that I'd fallen into it. And of course, this is what we experience with meditation all the time. But again, this was like hyper hyper screen amplification of that experience. And by amplifying in that way, the ayahuasca is helping me really, really see and embody what it feels like to be in those different states and move between them and to see what that sea of consciousness that we have all the time is, or, you know, kind of draw some lines around it, put it in a frame. So that, that was kind of my experience with grandma's fear. And, um, I, when fast forward to when I was recording Love Bomb and I thought it, I, I kind of knew I had that recording, that field recording, but I didn't want to use it because it felt A, too vulnerable. B, it felt like maybe people would think it's silly, right? Cause it's, oh, that's too on the nose. And it's too like some guy talking, like it's, uh, you know. In, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, dude, I figured it out. It's just about breathing. And it's, oh, thanks, man. Keep smoking the dube. Uh, that's not what I wanted. I didn't, I, I, wasn't, I didn't have that confidence in the purity of the message. And that was my own stuff to say that it wouldn't translate through or something. Uh, and that's what music's great at, is it could take something that could be somewhat banal, just saying, like, enlightenment is your breath, and he put music with it and it helps to convey that original feeling that the words are trying to convey and and bring them into a bigger shape. And it's a form of translation. It carries the emotional content with it and can take it across the finish line as an idea. So I ended up putting it in just to play around with it. And uh, luckily it ended up making it on the record and I had the The courage to put it out there and it's resonated with many 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 people since then and i I do get uh, messages from folks that say it's really touched them that song as it did me and it's something about that original message from the ayahuasca um, is speaking to them on a personal individual level there's a kernel of that original truth that is universal that is living alive inside that message through the music now over time. I mean, if, if I can't think of anything more psychedelic than that anyway, <laughs> and that's so beautiful. And I'm so humbled that, that can even be the case. And so amazing that you can have an individual psychedelic moment like that. One of love and truth, a message that was for me. And then I can share that message and it's the same message that it works for other people. And of course it is because we're all humans and we're all going through in a sense the same uh, archetypal, archetypical experience of being a human and walking through it. And the experience I had was highly human of understanding what it means to fall in and to fall out. Um, so I'm just really excited that uh, it's it stood the test of time in that way. And the reason I call it grandmother's sphere is because ayahuasca is traditionally called the grandmother, at least in Peruvian culture. And uh, San Pedro Huachume is the grandfather, and you know things like mushrooms have been called Nino Santos, the little children or playful children, and so forth and so on. And and so traditionally, ayahuasca is the grandmother spirit or energy, and so grandmother's Sphere. i don't know why the sphere was on there i maybe that was me just being coy or trying to come up with a title and i didn't feel right just saying grandmother uh you know spheres in general like this there's something about that that's psychedelic and metaphorical about being inside that space or being held inside that sphere of knowledge and and i think that's where that title comes from um and then I started playing the song live only a few years ago. And I think it was because I realized people were interested in the song. And I th- I don't know. I thought, well, maybe I should try and bring it out into the live space. I wasn't quite sure how to do that. And actually it was a really challenging song for me to, to practice and figure out how to technically do it. Because it's just one that I, I did in the, in the studio space. And I, you know, you can kind of get a riff until you get it and then, move on and i never really had to figure out how to do it with looping and live and so forth and that did take some time and i think i played it on the trevor hall tour fairly consistently and that was when i finally felt like i was like okay i think i have an an approach on how to maybe play this and doing songs like that that uh i jokingly call them the talkies where they've got words in them like that. It's recording, like Ten Laws or Grandmother's Fear. There's a couple others that have samples similar to that. They are some of the more popular songs, and I never want to fall into a trap where I feel I'm pandering, and it's like, oh, I'll just do more of that. And that actually was one of the reasons I almost didn't do the Ram Dass record when the idea was initially being bandied about, because it's like, I don't want it to feel like it's a gimmick, like I'm doing a whole album of talking stuff with Ram Dass, but what an idiot I was. Um... Because, you know, it's not about what me and some gimmick. It's about these beautiful messages that Ram Das is putting out there and me serving them. And, and serving them by trying to write music to amplify them. So I've kind of given that up. And I just stay with, hey, serve the song. If it wants to be a violin or it wants to be a spoken word or it wants to be a sung vocal or a piano or a drum or whatever it is, my job, our job, is to just listen And listen for that which wants to be served and come forth. And I think that is the job, ultimately, of the artist. And that can be a tough thing, to just open yourself up completely to that bigger, what wants to come forth. And I think that happens to us as we're all curators of our lives, all artists of our lives. That might be the question that's being asked of us in conversation with a partner, uh, with your children, with your parents, with the person on customer service on the phone. It's like, what, what's what's really wanting to come out right now that's of my truth, of that core that we can tap into? So ayahuasca is something I worked with uh, a few more times. I don't know, half a dozen or so in my life. It's been a while. I don't feel the strong urge to work in that space right now. And part of that is because that memory and those messages like from that very first time, are still so clear. I don't I don't know why I would be uh, diving in again, although I, I realize it's infinite lessons, and I'm sure a part of that is my own fear and, uh, dare I say, laziness. But in some ways, there was a moment of time and an era to that, and there's other psychedelic medicines that come and go in my life at different times for different ways, Obviously, psilocybin and mushrooms have been a an ally of mine um, before that and after that and continuously, and these are just different ways of perhaps the universe and the earth speaking to us, and it's an incredible thing that this stuff even exists. Particularly ayahuasca, if you think about the fact that you have to combine two different plants just to make it work and make it be orally active and i heard that the shamans when they were asked well how did you how did you ever discover this out of the thousands tens of thousands of plants in the jungle to combine these two and prepare it in such a way that this would even be possible and they're like well the plants told us or like this other plant i took and it i saw a vision and it told me to do this so that's that's what i've heard of, of how it goes down um Yeah, maybe I'll tell you more stories sometime of those experiences with ayahuasca. I mean, there were lots of synchronicities that happened out of that first, even that first initial time. Like I I met um, someone that ended up being the person who propelled me into really doing all of East Forest. Like they started setting up the early circles for me to guide people and absolutely instrumental in everything unfolding. So hats off and I give my bow to ayahuasca and say thank you and thank you to all the medicines psilocybin and and everything else that comes from this earth and that works with us to teach us and help us and the people and the messages and the relationships we have in this great tapestry of our lives that sometimes there's there's a big big you know lift up it gives you a big hey here's a big lesson for you to learn and sometimes there's there's many many little ones and they're all important and they're all just right for you so with that i uh will also leave you with the song grandmother's fear enjoy do you want to know what enlightenment is It's with you every moment. It's a back and forth, back and forth. Letting go of your attachment to yourself, to outcomes, letting go to the way things are. it would get deeper and deeper. And it was amazing. judgment against myself